Hey, church family, it's Chris and Tiffany, and we have uh, part two now in our three-part series of Kids at Church. This is called Preparing Our Kids Spiritually for Church, and we want to jump right in and start with the topic of worship. When it comes to bringing our kids at church, we want to train them in a heart for worship. And one of the important ways of doing that is teaching them the different types of worship, right? We've got praise and thanksgiving. We've got intimate worship. We've got warring worship. We've got different styles of worship that we're going to be practicing as a church, spontaneous worship, etc. And we have an opportunity to train our kids at church and at home about worship. You know, I think it's really important for us to, as a church, have a mindset of practicing at home what it is that we want our kids to walk in when we gather together as a church. If we come together on Sunday mornings and we haven't practiced yet at home what it is that we are expecting our kids to engage in at church, we're going to be disappointed. And Chris and I have seen this over and over again in our own kids' lives in moments where we've been training them towards something or not training them towards something and expecting them to walk in a behavior. And that can be frustrating as parents. So we want to encourage you this has to begin at home. And so you've got to be, again, intentional, using that word that we used in our first podcast about really creating space in your family, having the margin in your time to open up the topic of worship and then practice it with your children. One of the great ways to do this is to start by using age-appropriate tools. Now, so far right now, we've got little ones who are infants all the way up through, I think, 11 or 12 is our oldest, and that will probably change and shift as, as we grow. But that's a broad age range, and so you've got little teeny ones toddlers who love the fun and the fanfare of flags and dance. And then you've got 11 or 12 year olds who are starting to hit that too cool for school kind of age where, you know, they may not be about the flags and the dance, but they may be more about the intimacy or what it means to bring Thanksgiving. So knowing what an age appropriate tool is for your child and then Activating them with those tools is going to be really important. But no matter the age of your child, teaching them to engage in each type of worship at home as a family is going to be crucial to teaching them what it means to engage in worship when we gather corporately as a church. Yeah, we have to build those bridges. So each family has to take responsibility for this being part of what happens at home. I think that for us, when we think about worship as a family and when our kids were growing up, I think probably the sweetest times of worship that we would have in our experience in church and in other locations, our sweetest times of worship would be at home. Yeah. With the family, with the kids. And the kids are quick to learn through that kind of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing you can do to help implement this at home is to find great kids' worship albums. I know that Bethel Music has some awesome ones. Hillsong has some really great ones. Great quality worship music or kids' versions of songs that the kids are familiar with from church. And start with that. Get them engaged in the fun and the excitement of kids singing worship, listening to that and using that as a tool. And then begin to transition them into 
intentionally, and I'm talking about three, four, five-year-olds, transition them then from that kid's worship into what we would consider to be more of the adult world of worship by taking what you're teaching them in using the kids' songs and then showing them, now you can take the same thing and use it to this more adult type of song, coming into the presence of Jesus with thanksgiving or high praise or what it means to walk in intimacy of his presence and be before his face. All of those things can be transitional as you build those bridges. Or how about what it means to bring a sacrifice of praise. You want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Why is sacrifice important? And, you know, there are plenty of scriptures in the Psalms, plenty of verses that discuss bringing a sacrifice of praise to the Lord or what it looks like to come into his temple with praise. And I think it's really important for us to teach our kids that oftentimes for both kids and adults, right across the board, praise and worship is a sacrifice. In other words, we don't feel like it. Our flesh actually may push against it or fight against it. But in that moment, what we're doing is we're offering a love gift to Jesus by coming into his presence with praise and worship. And that that love gift is so pleasing to him. It's this beautiful perfume to him. So teaching your kids that is going to be really important because I can guarantee, and you know as parents, there are going to be plenty of times, I might even venture to say 90% of the time where your kids come to church and they don't feel like worshiping. <laughs> they don't want to worship. They want to go run and play and whatever it you know, whatever's on their mind. And so reminding them, you know what? Praise and worship is a sacrifice. It's a gift that we give to Jesus. We push past our feelings and we choose to walk in obedience. And when we do that, we're going to be blessed. And so is Jesus. Yeah, that leads actually beautifully into the topic that's near and dear to my heart, um, honey, and that is setting the table for Jesus. And I think that as we are learning to do this in our church experience, Parents have a fantastic opportunity to bring that home, to practice that at home. And I'm thinking about how, especially with younger kids, how much they appreciate models yes. and um, practicing through active, tangible, sometimes metaphors. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that when it comes to this metaphor of table setting, that could actually be a really great way for younger kids getting the idea in their heads of, of how we're preparing for Jesus, how we're preparing for the King of Kings, how it's about Him. And, you know, as you said at table, well, what kind of drink does He like? What kind of food does He like? And literally going through the metaphor to recognize this experience isn't going to be about me. It's not going to be about my favorites. It's not going to be about my preferences. It's not about the kind of music that I prefer, the, the kind of worship style that I prefer. It's about Jesus and it's about what he prefers, what actually blesses his heart and what I can bring to him. Yeah, I think taking that idea and making it very tangible is so important. 
I would encourage you to take a couple of opportunities as a family and actually set your table and talk about what it means to have Jesus as the honored guest at a worship you can use experience. Candy's new book as a as a guide. Absolutely. Grab grab Candy's new book, get a copy of that, use that to help you and talk with your kids about honoring Jesus as the guest and what that looks like to do that and and use those tangibles to help a, a springboard you guys into understanding that concept more. Also, you know, this is again an area where we're going to have to reprogram ourselves, especially when it comes to the kids. Church as we have known it has been so fun and friend focused for kids, which is not a bad thing. It's a, it's a great thing. They love it. But what we want to do now is in addition to fun and friends, begin to shift their mindset, even as we shift ours, onto a focus of we are here for the King of Kings. The fun and the friends is an added benefit, but our focus is Jesus and setting the table to minister to his heart. Let's talk about for a second what it means to prepare a feast for Jesus. How do we prepare a feast for Jesus with our time, our attention, our focus, our love, and our hearts? Those are key elements that you can begin to talk to your kids about. So as you're sitting around the table, ask them questions, ask them thought provoking questions. Again, going back to what we discussed in podcast number one, teaching them to think well, to think deeply, to think critically from a scriptural viewpoint, looking at our time, looking at our attention and our focus. These things are really important because they're areas where children have to be trained anyhow. And to train them up in these things to give as a gift to Jesus is doubly important. Yeah, you'll have to actually ask the question, have this conversation with your kids, say something like, what does it mean to give Jesus our time? What does it mean to give Jesus our focus? Ask the question, let them process, don't immediately answer as we often do, jumping in and, and providing the answer. Let them sort through some of this. And, and it begins to lay a foundation in their minds for the fact that maybe they haven't looked at church the way that they need to begin looking at church if they're older or if they're younger, just laying a foundation for what church is all about. Again, we're going to talk more about this in the third podcast, but this begins to lay a foundation for the character qualities, the virtues that you want to instill in your children that are so important when it comes to corporate gatherings, which is self-control, self-discipline, honor, respect, those things that are so crucial for kids to have a hold of when they're interacting in corporate worship. It's not that they're not going to have fun at church. They're not going to be with their friends. Those things are going to happen. But remember, we're talking about the focus, our reason for getting together. And so that needs to be communicated and understood as early of an age as possible. Yeah. You know, the last thing we want to encourage you to do is to really begin at home to train your kids to hear God's mm. voice. Now, this is something that as adults, we need to learn how to do. So this is an across the board training, across the board skill that we all need to grow in. But it's going to take, again, intentional training to begin to raise your kids up to have spiritual ears to hear. A lot of times we notice this as parents before our kids do. And so that's why it's a parental thing. Help your children identify, oh, that's the Lord. Yeah. 
Yeah. And one of the tools you can use to do this is paying attention to the very unique ways that God actually speaks to your kids. So pay attention to the ways that they connect with his heart. And this will be different from child to child. Each child will have their own unique ways that they really connect with the Lord. It might be through nature. It might be through quiet. It might be through service. It might be through contemplation. Each child is going to have a very special way that they feel like their heart really connects with the Lord. It could be through art. Music. Yeah. Yeah. All the creative arts. So what you want to do as a parent is pay attention to those things and then teach them to pay attention to those things for themselves, to notice them when they're happening, to call them out or to discuss in the evenings around the dinner table. Hey, how did you feel like the Lord spoke to you today? What did that look like? What, what stood out to you as far as hearing his voice? When did those moments happen? Also training them to have that sense of expectation throughout the week, just like the rest of us. You know, we're coming to church bringing our gifts to Jesus. And this is what we need to train our kids to do also so they can be listening throughout the week to see how Jesus is speaking to them. And with our guidance, they can bring that on Sundays. Yeah. Again, sitting around the dinner table, talking together in the evenings or even at breakfast, ask your children the question, how is God speaking to you? And then as they begin to recognize the ways that God is speaking, then push them to that next question, which would be, do you feel like the Lord would have you to bring this on Sunday to share with the church? Is this something he's giving you for the church body? And what might that look like? Might that look like a painting? Might it look like a song or a poem? Or, you know, you can use all those creative ways to express how God is speaking, but tapping on the gifts that your children carry, recognizing those, and then combining those with how God is speaking to them, training them to walk in those things. Okay, so... The gifts that God has given them, that actually is worth repeating because this is also a great opportunity for parents to begin to introduce the idea of the gifts of the Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, I I would encourage you to take time, parents, to really dig into the spiritual gifts with your kids and begin to study the scriptures that talk about the different spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit has poured out on his church and, and literally go through each one and describe what they look like, describe how they function in the church, and then begin to apply them to your kids' lives in a way by asking questions. D- does this resonate with you? Do you see this in your life? Do you see it in somebody else's life? What that might look like and begin to get them thinking deeply mm-hmm. about those things then teaching them how to bring those things, not just to corporate gatherings on Sunday, but to minister to the body at large and then ultimately to minister to the world as well. Obviously, this is going to be done in an age-appropriate way. You're going to have a really fundamental, basic conversation with your kids that are toddler through five and six, and then you can start to open that up and have more dialogue as they get older. Age appropriateness is so important. You can begin teaching something at three or four that then you build on at five or six and add more at seven or eight. So by the time they're 10, 11, 12 years old, they have this very solid understanding of something that you've been training them in through different methods and at different levels all throughout their childhood. 
So again, super important to begin training them as they're young about the spiritual gifts. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, This finishes up podcast number two of our three-part series on kids at church. Thanks for tuning in.